from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Hey, I've spent some money today. You have spent some money today. You were telling me all about it. I did. I'm pretty excited. I uh, got myself a... Well, I I needed a new dining room table, so Mm -hmm. I got that. Okay. Also got some some uh, some more boxes for my sneakers, like display boxes for my sneakers. <laughs> I got three more because you're going to probably buy some more sneakers coming up soon. Oh no, it's going to happen. I have I have my eye on a pair of high top Jordan breads. Oh, <laughs> that bread top, that classic red, white, black color scheme. Should we just change your middle name from Jamel to Jordan? Dennis Jordan One Cox. <laughs> 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 Only the retro OG Jordan high tops. I actually have a pair of low tops. They're pretty nice. But yeah, so yeah, I've I've delved into it, to say the least. So there's people um, who are saving and spending money today, maybe at yeah. the same time, uh, because of Amazon Prime Day, which is today and tomorrow. I'm wondering if my wife is going to be a part of this at all. My guess is yes. We'll see. I had to make a big, uh, not a huge purchase, but a purchase for our trip coming up uh, to Florida. Uh, I wanted to do Amazon Prime Day, but mm-hmm. I didn't want to risk it not being here in time for our trip. Ah. So I just went on and bought it last Friday. But anyway, it's here. Uh, so we're going to do this. Our four of a kind, we're going to Amazon Prime, have an Amazon Prime Day for the schools here locally. What are some of the things? Or teams, anybody. That, what are some of the things that we want to give them and that we should prime to them? Let's get started. My first one would be specifically for Wake Forest, Duke, NC State, and North Carolina. I would love to Amazon Prime them SEC money. (laughs) Because a lot of our problems that we're talking about with the ACC probably wouldn't happen. And especially if if the big four all have SEC money, then we could probably keep the ACC intact. All right. That's what I'd start off with. All right, I'm going to start off with. I'm actually going to go. I'm going to go the pro sports route here in the state of North Carolina for okay. our, our Carolina Panthers, Chris. I'm going to Amazon Prime them a number one wide receiver. They need one. <laughs> DeAndre now, Hopkins. Exactly. Where, where We're going to make that happen right now. So I, mine's the number one wide receiver uh, for the Carolina Panthers. I'm also going to keep it here locally for the pro sports. I want that top line guy. The top line score, the top end goal score for the Carolina Hurricanes. Mm. So I, I'm going to gift them Amazon Prime them cap space, all the cap ah. space they needed to make the trades and ah. still not give up anybody on their current roster. That they're probably going to have to. That's why I'm going to Amazon Prime them cap space. Okay. To make moves, Chris. All right. You see, I had one blank, and that's because I was going to surprise you at the end. Okay. But I'm going to switch it now. Oh, okay. Because. That's actually a part of mine. All right. Forget the cap space. I mean, they're going to need it for well, this. Yeah, that's why I'm gifting They're going to need that's it for this. Amazon priming it. But too. I'm just going to go ahead and Amazon prime the, the Carolina Hurricanes, Vladimir Tarasenko. So we could just stop okay. talking about it, right? Okay. Like, that's what I was going to put down there at the, at the bottom. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko, just go ahead and, and just get it out the way so they can get that goal scorer to have that extra person they were going to need. Um, another thing for me would be. Funding for HBCUs. Okay. Right? Um, schools like North Carolina Central, schools like Shaw, St. Aug, North Carolina A&T, Winston-Salem State. Fayetteville State. Fayetteville State. They have a lot to offer, and they also have a lot to offer athletically. 
But unfortunately, there are sometimes like if you go to uh, an A&T baseball game, they got a dilapidated stadium and War Memorial Stadium from the city of Greensboro. The city of Greensboro never really kept up with. But now you have this old stadium in the middle of Greensboro where there's rats crawling all over and, and there hasn't been any tender love and care given to that place since the early 90s when Derek Jeter played there. Yeah. Um, they need some help with some of that. And um, you'll see more and more as HBCUs, if they can get better funding, you'll see more and more athletes coming from those places and succeeding after they get out of Well, this the, is where place. legalized sports gambling comes That's in, true. actually, because true. Those, those state schools, Winston-Salem State, Elizabeth City State, Fayetteville State, A&T Central, they're actually going to get a cut of that sports gambling money that comes in. Now, the private HBCUs like Shaw St. Augs, Johnson C. Smith, yeah, yeah Johnson, they're they're in a different situation because they're they're private universities, right. not public. But that is coming when they actually officially we can officially start. Doing I, I hope it's significant funding though. I think it's three hundred thousand dollars. Three hundred thousand. I'm talking year. about millions. Oh well, that's different. Yeah, yeah. Well, next one on my list. <laughs> you can't build a baseball next. stadium with three hundred thousand. <laughs> hey, you can improve it though. You can definitely improve bit. it. That's for sure. A little bit. Something that I would like to gift. Amazon Prime to everybody is television viewership on all platforms for our local teams. Yes. No, you have to have a certain cable company in order to watch the Carolina Hurricanes play. I want them to be available on Hulu, on YouTube TV, everywhere. Also, I want to be able to watch the Charlotte Hornets here in Raleigh, please. Yes. Can I have that as well? Also, for our Major League Baseball fans out here, can we actually be able to watch the Major League Baseball teams we want to watch? I don't know if you're an Atlanta fan or maybe you're a Washington fan, maybe an Orioles fan. I don't know. Maybe you have the opportunity to watch those games around here as well. Can we make that happen, please? Need it. I want an Amazon Prime TV viewership for everybody because every, right now it stinks. My final one, Chris, I'm giving this to all fan bases, to fans of all teams, all fan bases locally and abroad. Only thing you got to pay for is shipping. <laughs> Logic. You mean the the program where I can record music in uh, Apple? No, no, no. Logic thoughts. What? Logical thoughts. Fans. Logical thoughts. Fans and and Logic. I'm a fan too. I I need it too. So are you saying? I need it as well. Are you saying that if it's a heavy let's say Carolina Newsday, and I'm on WRL talking about Carolina, but there's no news coming out of Duke and NC State. I don't get emails from angry Duke and NC State fans because of that. Is that what you're talking about? Maybe. Okay. That, that'll that be a breath of fresh air to me. Just, just as because I said, I, It goes to all fans. I don't hate your school. It's just a heavy news all day for that. this one particular school. Um, I just had to get that off my or chest. do you? Here's my final one. Yeah. Uh. You're affectionately known as the fake Matt Rule. Yes, at the, you, end, at the end of the day, I am. You, you've you gone viral because of your great videos <laughs> imitating Matt Rule. I, I kind of want you to read this. I, I I didn't put this in the doc, so I don't know if you, you don't have access to it. Okay. But uh, I'm going to read this really quick. This is something uh, from that Matt Rule said to Pete Thamel. Going through the fire in Carolina was a purifying fire that melts away all the impurities, all the hubris, all the worrying about stuff that doesn't matter. He's really saying this. I learned very much about what matters. I have a focus and a desire in me. I watched what my kids 
had to go through in Carolina, and we're not going to let him go through that here, which he means in Nebraska, which, which is what, where he's coaching now. That's his new job. So I would like to Amazon Prime, even though he's not here in North Carolina, we said local teams, uh-huh. I would like to Amazon Prime over to Nebraska, format rule. Logic? A- accountability. <laughs> oh, accountability. Accountability. Because he's been on this non-accountability tour. Gosh. Maybe accountability comes with some logic. Uh, maybe that's free. That's a free addition. Uh, but, boy, you've been blaming everybody but yourself for you getting fired. And I'm sorry, what did your kids have to go through hearing people talk about how bad their dad is at coaching a professional football team? Uh-huh. I mean, the truth ain't hating. The truth is not hating. So if they the have to listen to the truth, you if your kids had to listen to the truth, and they hated it. Sorry, sometimes the truth hurts. You weren't very good as a professional football coach. Good luck to you in Nebraska, though. All the corn to you. I chose William Peace because of the personalized education it offers, which allows students to truly know their professors. It's really possible to make genuine connections with your professors and learn intentionally here and dive deep into what you're passionate about. A 12 to 1 student to faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu. Uh, it's great to have deals nonetheless. All I, right. I like a good deal. Uh, yeah, and here's one thing about deals. Uh, they love to hit it and quit it because they're just having it for two days and they're going to yank it again. So let's do the same thing with, with oh. sports news. Let's <laughs> let's hit it and quit it, and then we're going to yank it away. All right, here's the thing. Pat Fitzgerald, uh, the Northwestern head football coach, was fired. Uh, he initially was suspended for two weeks by Northwestern president Mike Schill. Uh, Pete Thamel from ESPN had a pretty good and succinct breakdown as far as what happened between that that suspension and now yesterday's firing. There was a clear pivot point in the student newspaper detailing the allegations that the university knew via an outside law firm's investigation that initially led to that two-week suspension came to light. And when those hazing allegations went public, University President Michael Schill completely reversed course. Within a day, he had sent a letter to the community saying he may have erred in his decision on the two-week suspension. And essentially, within 48 hours, Pat Fitzgerald, the face of Northwestern football and perhaps the most important figure in the school's athletics history, was fired on Monday night. So Northwestern received an anonymous anonymous complaint back in November of last year from a former player basically saying that, um, you know, detailing that some of the hazing allegations and other things that went on within the program inside of the locker room, saying that Pat Fitzgerald should have known. Um, There was an investigation done. That independent investigation showed that there was a level of hazing, but it was murky as if it clear or wasn't clear if Pat Fitzgerald actually knew about it. Um, the university knew about all this. This is going on. And then they decide to uh, suspend it for two weeks. All of a sudden, ESPN gets wind of everything, and he's fired. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to take up for Pat Fitzgerald. If you knew about the hazing and the things that uh, your program is being uh, accused of, you should have been fired. If you didn't know what was going on and this was what was really going on, you still should have been fired because you should have at least some control over your program so th- th- those things won't happen, right? But 
if you're Michael Schill and you know everything based off of that uh, investigation that you've been a part of because you've known you've been in the in the know since November when you first got this complaint and all of a sudden ESPN gets an interview with the player who wants to still remain anonymous and, and it become and it comes out and now you want to fire Pat and, and your own, and your own student newspaper as well and your own student newspaper so like what like at what point are we going to have the same standards privately that we have publicly mm-hmm and I think that is probably the the huge issue. That's honestly the issue for everything that we have in our in our country in our society right now. Yeah. Honestly, if you, if it, if you break it down, have the same standards publicly or privately, excuse me, that you have publicly. Mm-hmm. I mean, that like literally that can that could take care of a lot of racism, sexism, homophobia, transphobia, all of that because we know that some people will say things publicly, act very different privately. Mhm. And if that's the case for you, if you are literally a different person, if you have uh, a different set of morals and standards privately than what you do publicly, then you're not living as a tr- your true authentic self. And Michael Schill, you aren't allowing Northwestern to be true and authentic to what their uh, morals and, and standards and guidelines are. Yeah. Because if you were really against this, if you really felt like he deserved to be fired yesterday – that he deserved to be fired last week when you gave him that two-week suspension. I agree. I agree with you. It's it's not like there's more evidence or something that may came about. I mean, clearly he what he tried to do, what it's my opinion is, he tried to sweep this thing under the, under the rug yeah. in the offseason when we're going to just basically give you a two-week unpaid yeah. vacation while nothing's going on, and then – you have your PR statements ready to go when you have your media days, and then you can kind of just sidestep everything and, and you know keep things moving, right? But again, as opposed to doing the right thing initially, or what he now says is the right thing, as opposed to making the right decision then, now you're dealing with even more. Because oh. everyone looks bad in this right now. Fitzgerald oh. looks bad. The players conducting this alleged hazing, they look bad. He, as the president of the university, also looks bad. Uh, I may have erred in my judgment, and now I have decided to uh, reverse course and uh, now fire Mr. Pat Fitzgerald. Sincerely, Michael Schill. One thing that really looks bad. (laughs) I'm just imagining that's what he sounds like. One thing that uh, really looks bad is they had a team meeting last night to announce that, hey, Fitzgerald's no longer your head coach. And that triggers a bunch of different things. For example, all these players are eligible to go into the transfer portal and play right away. Yeah. Because of that reason. In August for another team. Yeah, exactly. I'm talking literally like, (laughs) exactly, in like three weeks uh, if they want to. But for the president to not be present at this meeting. Now, the athletic director zoomed in. He's traveling overseas. I get that. As long as you tell the guys, hey, look, this happened. I'm on my way back. You're going to have to adjust your travel plans. That's I'm sorry. That's your job. Yeah. Um, but one thing, to not show up as the president, you make this decision that impacts these guys, and you don't bother showing up to tell them face-to-face, shame on you for that. It's poor. By the way. It it's really is bad. Let's quit that. Let's hit this. You and, done messed up, A.A. Ron! And this is related because now we got to figure out who is going to replace Pat Fitzgerald on a permanent basis, yeah, right? And already there's a couple of local names being linked uh, 
to that Northwestern job. Wake Forest head coach Dave Clawson and also Duke head football coach Mike Elko. Yeah. Now, this, it, just, this is this is the this is the rumor mill. These are just rumors. Uh, this just happened yesterday as far as Pat Fitzgerald getting fired. There's a chance that Northwestern is not even that far along to even contact uh, possible coaches yet. It's maybe Clawson and Elko haven't even been contacted, right? And that's what I'm probably putting my money on. But a lot of people are looking at it because they're similar. If you look at the institutions, very similar institutions in Wake Forest and Duke. And two guys who have had success um, at institutions like that, mm-hmm. that could possibly go to Northwestern, who's an, another big-time academic uh, institution, and go and have uh, a great football team there. Now, just with my personal dealings, uh, working in the triad area and covering Dave Clawson for as long as I did, um, and knowing what I know about him, which is which is little, but I don't know what's in the man's heart. I don't see him. I don't see this job being the one to move him. Now, Mike Elko's literally only been here for a year, has yeah. has had a great turnaround, and he's waited this long to become a head coach. This might have Mike Elko's name on it a little bit more than Dave Clawson, in my opinion. I see that in the sense that Wake Forest has built that machine, or Dave Clawson has built that machine at yeah. Wake Forest into what it is now. He has that thing operating the way that he wants it. And why would you want to leave something that you built and that is strong? I mean, Wake Forest is a strong football program. Yeah. A lot of people are like, ah, it's Wake Forest. But Wake Forest is a strong football program. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not saying they're like Alabama or Clemson or something like that, but this is a team that consistently wins eight, nine games and gets to bowl games. Because of Clawson. Because of Clawson. Why would you leave that to inherit a mess? Back. That's the big thing. Why would you leave that to inherit a mess? Now, I understand the appeal of, okay, you're going into the Big Ten. Big Ten's got a lot more money to work with mm-hmm. than what you have at the, in the ACC. Mm-hmm. A lot more money. And I'm sure because the Northwestern alumni base is is larger I, maybe than, than Wake Forest. But it's got a pretty – I mean, Wake Forest is the smallest. <laughs> Wake Forest order. is the uh, smallest power five of program. Power 5 program. <laughs> um, and Northwestern has some pretty notable alums, especially be, you know, yeah. through their journalism program and things along those lines. So the money is there in Northwestern. But why would you want to go try and inherit that mess? Now, defensive coordinator David Braun is going to be the acting head coach at Northwestern. My guess is that's who it's going to be this upcoming season. So we're not talking until right. really 2024. the 2024 yeah. season. But once again, do you really want to go up there and just be put in a position to fail? Because that's really what you're walking into. You're walking into a position to possibly fail. And well, how bad does that look? I, I don't think this is going to be as hard as the Penn State turnaround. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because like you, it, I don't think the stench is on the program. The stench is more so on the control of the head coach, if that makes well, sense. Th- with 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 the Penn State situation, the stench almost kind of was on the like the school and the program. And so anybody who took that over now, like you're you're fighting more than just what happened with the prior head coach and everybody associated with him. Mm-hmm. Um you're also fighting against stuff that was basically almost like institutional knowledge. Uh, yeah. That people, yeah, yeah, we know this kind of goes on, but we just turned a blind eye to it. This is this is a little bit different. I think this is the right person can turn this thing around in two week, in two years. Yeah, I, I get it, but 
you got to look at that. This roster is going to completely turn over because a lot, a lot of these guys true. are going to go into the into the transfer portal and leave. So the recruiting and everything that comes with it as well, that that's just going to – I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work for a lot of – for, for a lot of coaches. But you know what? There might be someone that we talked about Mike Elko, and we didn't expect Mike Elko to do what he did at Duke last year. That team, yeah. everybody thought they were going to finish last in the ACC, finished with nine wins. People mm-hmm. thought that Duke maybe maybe was only going to win two or three games. Yeah. Nine wins went to a bowl game. So who knows? Let's quit that. Let's hit this. Sim! 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 Let's talk about another head coach. Oh, Whoever head coach. <laughs> That's in the news right now. Bob Huggins uh, released a statement. You know, of course, he was fired from West Virginia. Or, or I'm sorry, excuse me. We found out that he uh, resigned, in air quotes, from West Virginia. Uh, and so now Bob Huggins, is he released a, a, a letter, a statement, basically saying, uh, and I'll read a part of it right here. The press has now seen a letter sent by my counsel setting forth my position that I never resigned from my employment as head basketball coach for West Virginia University. My attorney will address legal issues relating to my purported resignation. I wanted to respond to WVU statements and set the record straight in the past two weeks. Okay, yeah, Bob, Hub- uh, he shouldn't have a job anyway. I'm Facts. sorry. So for people Facts. that may not know, the reason why he was initially suspended – for, uh, for 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 several games had like his salary docked a million dollars was he said some homophobic slurs live on radio live on radio in Cincinnati on a sports talk show like nobody multiple was times ta- yeah <laughs> multiple times about Xavier about Xavier University and and people that over there at Xavier so he was suspended had his salary reduced and then said some other nonsense resigns now he's trying to Walk it back, essentially. You know what? I'm sorry, dude. You don't deserve to coach. Go kick rocks. Yell at clouds. I don't care. Yeah, I just want to say, just like, Bob, read the room. You know what I'm saying? Like, for somebody who's going through the things you've gone through, remember, he was so successful at Cincinnati, and the reason why you're not at Cincinnati is because you couldn't control your drinking and driving? Yeah. And now you come to West Virginia and you have this problem again, along with the radio incident. Yeah, like, like let's just read the room really quick. Who expected you to still stay as head coach of West Virginia? I don't I care. I don't care how it happened. Who expected that? I did. How about you just move on, take the year off, and if Iona or somebody needs a head coach, as a Rick Patino, I'm, I'm well, sure he's at St. John's now. He's at St. John's. He's at St. John's now. So if 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 they, you know, if Iona or whoever else needs a head coach again next year, then go into running for that if you still want to coach. I think I'm done with that. Let's hit. Let's quit that. Let's hit. This. Yo, the sign is real simple, B. It says wrap it up. Uh, here's the my favorite thing about baseball. What's home, that? Home runs. So the home run derby was last night. Oh, you're the reason for the analytics. <laughs> That's why we all because you're the reason why we only have home runs and strikeouts in baseball. No one steals bases. No one does anything nuanced uh, anymore in baseball that's anymore. That's funny. So you're the reason. Okay, go on. I, I might be. Uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. wins it. I think uh, 18 years after his dad uh, won the home run derby. Yeah, his so dad was so funny. So watch, they're the, the only uh, father son duo uh, to ever win the home run derby, which is uh, pretty cool. Uh, as he uh, got that award last night um, in Seattle. My favorite part about the home run derby is that we actually see these players show personality. Yeah. Which is something Major League Baseball lacks, I think, 
Yes. In a lot of sense. Well, it's fighting against it, but at the same time, it this is where baseball fights itself because there's these old school, old man yell at clouds mindset of if you do hit a home run, don't celebrate. Otherwise, I'm going to throw at yeah, you. Yeah, that's dumb. Like, oh, because you're showing up the pitcher. No, I knocked one out of the park. Yeah. If you don't like it, strike me out next time. I just Tough did, luck, cuz. I just did a very hard thing. Yeah. I, there's a pitch that came at me at 98 miles per hour, and I was able to hit that thing 400 feet. You don't want me to celebrate that? Yeah. You know yeah. how many people can't hit a ball 400 feet that's coming at them slow? You know what I'm saying? Some like, people I'm can't a, even hit the ball. I'm a professional athlete. Yeah. I just did something hard. I want to celebrate. I don't. That's one of the things I hate about baseball, man. Yeah. And people wanting to do whatever their little, you know, inside justice things and and bing people with baseballs uh, because they celebrate. I'm sorry. You want to put people's life in danger by throwing a ball like that at somebody's head at 98 miles per hour because they celebrated. I was, the punishment doesn't fit the crime to me in that situation. Yeah, like you know, because you could really kill somebody or hurt somebody seriously, and you're up here sulking because somebody was happy that they hit a home run. They did something really hard. Hey, you don't like the fact that I hit a home run? Strike me out next time. Get me out. That's on you, man. Like, you're not mad at me. You're mad at yourself. Get over yourself. You suck. That's re- that's what I would say if I was a hitter. I'm with you're you. You're not mad at me. You're mad at yourself because I'm better than you. I hope people you know it. I hope people start doing bat flips. I hope they do cartwheels. I hope they twerk. I hope they're doing everything <laughs> under the sun to celebrate. And I dare you to throw a baseball at my head. And I think baseball, Major League Baseball, they need to do something about that too. Oh, they you they, try to you try to retaliate against me with doing that. You're missing games, pal. Yeah, and they, a bunch bunch of your money. They, they've they've they're starting to crack down a little bit more on that. But baseball showing personality, you know what? It's okay to have fun. There's a lot of really good young talented players in Major League Baseball, and once we start to see who they really are and express themselves, it's amazing what that can do for your game. Let's quit that. Let's hit this. Carolina Panthers announced their Fan Fest, which will be August 2nd at Bank of America Stadium. Unfortunately, I won't be able to be there. I'm supposed to be doing all the Panther stuff for WRL, but I'll be um, doing NABJ okay. this year. Nice. Um, I won't be there either. <laughs> but here's the biggest uh, part of this, though. Yitor Gross Matos, who is, uh, was a defensive end for the, the Carolina Panthers, uh, he was uh, drafted a, a few years ago. This is now at the end. Of, he's end of his rookie year. I want to say he was a third-rounder. Second uh, round pick out of he was uh, a Penn second State. round second pick. Second round pick. Uh, I think Matt Rule's first year, twenty twenty, um, and he's had an up and down career. Was hasn't really lived up to uh, what we thought he could have possibly been for the Carolina Panthers. Now with this new defensive scheme that is Zero Evero is bringing in, it's going to switch to a three four base defense. Mm-hmm. That means that the defensive ends become outside linebackers. That means that Yitor Grossmatos has to change a position. And he said that, man, this has been a breath of fresh air, and he feels like he's going to have a bigger responsibility, which is going to make him play better, which is also probably going to possibly get him to a second contract. Whomever that person is, opposite of Brian Burns, is... They need to figure that out and figure that out fast. That is open competition over there amongst a, a host of guys. Now, maybe it's by committee and they're effective that way, but someone needs to take charge of whoever's opposite of Brian Burns because 
if they have someone effective or a couple guys that are effective opposite Burns, it's only going to help the defense as a whole. I'm with you. I think that's all that needs to be said about that. Pretty much. Let's quit that. Let's hit this. Uh, Senator Rand Paul from Kentucky. Oh, yeah, that guy. We have this ready? We have this ready. Let's just listen to uh, what he said on this hearing on the PGA Tour and Live merger, and we'll react after this. The court ruled unanimously that the NCAA can't invoke their rules, and so they've completely screwed up college athletes. We used to be proud. Many of us love watching amateur athletes that weren't paid. Now everybody that plays basketball in in college is going to be driving a Bentley or a Rolls. I mean, we're going to be seeing rap stars instead of basketball stars. I mean, this is crazy. But you know why it happened? Because Congress sat around and said, oh, well, because of antitrust, we can't let the NCAA do it. It went to the court, and the court made the ruling, unfortunately, a unanimous ruling based on the law. So the law's got to change. Antitrust shouldn't be involved with association. The- did you hear that? Yeah. You, you heard that, right? I did hear that. Antitrust, Congress should not be involved with associations. Um, sorry, that's not how that works, man. That's not what I was talking about. Yeah. I'm oh. talking about the the slightly, ever so slight racism that came out of that. Oh, yeah. There's because some very coded words that are involved. Now, everybody that plays basketball in college is going to be driving a Bentley or Rolls. I mean, we're going to be seeing rap stars instead of basketball stars. Yeah. What? Listen, man. Here's the thing, and and I don't understand why this is so hard for people, and maybe this is a generational thing, because I am 37, and I know that there's a lot of folks, Rand Paul's older than me, and a lot of folks who are anti-college students getting NIL money are older than me. What is wrong with college students being able to say, I play basketball or football, whatever sport, at a high level. Mm -hmm. My image is being used so that the conference that my school is a part of can sell the rights to these games and make money from TV organizations. Mm -hmm. That money's not going to come to me. So what I can do now is take my name, image, and likeness, make brand deals with companies, or even goats back to my high school put together a nice little clinic for the for the high schools there and teach them how to get to this level and they pay $25 a head now I can do that without having my eligibility at stake mm-hmm. what is wrong with that and when I hear stuff like that from Rand Paul the quote is I mean we're going to be seeing rap stars instead of basketball stars to me, the, the indication to that or the, what he's saying kind of ever so slightly underneath that is, man, these basketball players who tend to be black are going to have these flashy cars and they're going to have these chains, and I don't know if I like seeing that. Mm-hmm. What is wrong with it? What is wrong with that? As long as they keep the main thing the main thing, why do you care what type of money they have in their pocket and what they do with their money. Yeah. Why does it impact you what they do on the floor or on the field? That's the way I look at it, too. And I I still... How does that impact your life? 
and I still don't understand what people are seeing about this where, where they're upset about it. What like again, let me explain it to you. Once again, these college students are going to outside companies because the NCAA and their schools and their conferences have passed the buck. And they're going to these outside companies to make their money. Mm-hmm. The ACC is not sharing in their revenue that they're making from ESPN with the players. The SEC is not sharing their revenue that they're making from ESPN with their players. No, they're going to outside companies. This is passing the buck, and you're still upset about that. You're worried about basketball players becoming rap stars. Well, how about they can do both and still be good at it? You heard of Flaugé Johnson down at LSU? She's killing it right now, rap and basketball. What's wrong with it? When I was in college, I was working at a radio station. I was making money. I got that job at the radio station because I was able to do such a good job at the radio station on campus that the local radio station was able to hire me and I could make money while I was in college because of what I was doing at a college station. So I became a professional. Now, I I don't have the impact as a Duke basketball player, as an Alabama football player, but what's wrong with it? Other college students can do it. They can do it too. Can I tell him shut up? I just want to say shut up. Shut up, Rand Paul. All right. That might get me. Up. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm with you. I'll say it for you. Shut up, Rand Paul. <laughs> That's a wrap. Yours didn't have as much bass, though. Shut up, Rand Paul. Okay. I was going to say you got to say it with your chest. More great news for carry commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is just a tap away. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc. Tyrese Proctor was on uh, the brand new uh, Brotherhood podcast uh, that Duke is starting to now put out, um, hosted by uh, their current player, uh, Ryan Young. Last mm-hmm. week they had um, Flip on there, uh, Kyle, Filipowski. Kyle Filipowski. Today is uh, was episode two, and Tyrese Proctor was on there. And um, just really quick, we'll talk about this afterwards. Uh, Tyrese, of course, could have gone to the NBA draft, probably would have gotten drafted, but he explained why he decided to come back to Duke. I got all the feedback from the NBA teams, and obviously, um, what was that feedback? It was—I mean, it was good. Like it was good feedback. It just wasn't sort of what I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Like it, it put me in the position where I wanted to. Like I didn't want to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I took all that. Talked to people I needed to talk to, and had conversations with all the coaches and stuff, and uh, me and my family and stuff. Just thought it was the best decision for me to come back. It was ultimately on me. Like I could have. I could have gone through the whole draft process and and tried to you know go late first round, yeah. um, 
but yet again, like reclassifying and stuff, it sort of gave me a year. Like I should be a freshman going into this year. Yeah, so it's still very young, so you don't lose that. Uh... Giving me a year to get under my belt and stuff like that. So Man, a lot of what he just said right there at the end was very key. Yeah. Uh, he probably would have been a late first rounder. And knowing that and you still stayed in college means that you really believe that you can take your game to the next level yeah. this year, which is supposed to be his freshman year, but it'll be his sophomore year. And also that means that he believes he can get into the lottery for next year. I think he can definitely work his way up to that. But, again, just another year of physically ma maturing because, mm -hmm. again – Last year, he should have been a high school senior, so just more physical maturity, but again, just more seasoning and and the experience of playing collegiate basketball. Imagine having, again, two seasons of college basketball under your belt, and you go into the NBA at age 19. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's much more beneficial yeah. than some guys who might play two years of college basketball. They might be a little bit older, probably, for their class. They might be 21. Like, sometimes, like... Believe it or not, it's weird. The NBA, like, oh, this guy's twenty-one. Not sure we're gonna draft him because of his age. Like, yeah. he's, like, like he's cooked already. Yeah, uh, like he can't get better because it used to be. Imagine back in the day, gosh, you played three or four years of college basketball. You were twenty-one, twenty-two going into the NBA, and they looked at you as you're a young guy that still needs seasoning and development. But now you're like, hey, you're twenty-one. Not sure this guy's gonna get any better. Like, like he's already done. And you know improving. what's interesting? It's, it's weird how that, that has all changed in the league. What's interesting about that it's is, dumb. like, uh, you look at the t a team like the Miami Heat, and they got as far as they they got. And people made a, make a big deal about all the undrafted guys. A lot of those undrafted guys were in college for four years. Yeah. And and, and so Caleb Martin. They are <laughs> these guys are seasoned veterans because they played high school I mean college basketball at a very high level and they're coming into the NBA maybe at age twenty two and twenty three, but mature. They've gone through the fire and now they're they understand the game at a certain level to where they could go and contribute to a professional team right now. Not only that, but also some of those guys like like Caleb Martin, for example, he's been an NBA player for like three or four years as well. So yeah. he's not like he's just some like undrafted guy that is a rookie or a second year guy that, yeah. that they just brought up from the G League. He's twenty one trying to figure it out and he's yeah. been professional for three years. Exactly. <laughs> this this guy actually knows like he he understands his game and can develop his game. So yeah, I think it's Good move on Tyrese and all honesty staying staying for that that year because yeah, you might have gotten the word like you could be a late first round pick, but that doesn't guarantee anything. You could easily no, fall yeah. into the second round. Some people were even projecting early in the draft process that Turquavion Smith might have been a late first round pick mm -hmm. or early second round pick. He went undrafted. And here's So those are things you got to keep in mind as well. There's zero guarantee. Here's the thing about Tyrese Proctor, and you you mentioned it, he's he's mm -hmm. a young guy. Um, he may not be done growing. He's six foot five. Well, he last year he was listed at six foot five. Who knows? Like I, I think I officially stopped growing as far as getting taller. I'm not very tall, but I stopped getting taller. Um, literally when I was 19. Like that's when I stopped growing vertically. Yeah. So mine was my junior year of college. So he could still possibly put on. Uh, an inch or two uh, in height, but then also he's going to get bigger, um, mm -hmm. you know, in his body, and he's going to have a, a better playing body. Uh, 
he's also going to have an interesting Duke is returning. I think eighty one percent of their scoring from yeah. last year, plus with a lot of uh, freshmen uh, coming in, four new freshmen and and uh, one uh, transfer. He also spoke on his podcast how the team will look different this upcoming season than what they l- looked like this past season. We're going to play really different compared to last year because obviously last year we were a lot taller and yeah um, and bigger and stuff like that. But I think we're going to be spaced out offensively a lot i think we're gonna be yeah no we're gonna be good i'm just looking forward to just being a leader Mm -hmm. um being you know the starting point guy coming back and just leading these young guys try and get them up to speed as quick as i can and obviously the guys that we have returning is going to be good as well because we sort of lacked that experience a bit early last year okay the 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 part was like lead these young guys The class that he was supposed to be in. The guys that you were supposed to come in. The guys with. you're the same age as. I just find it, it, I just find it interesting. Yeah. But he does have that year of experience, which does help. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I totally get what he's saying though. I just I just I found that interesting. But yeah, they're gonna look a lot different because you take away Derek Lively down low. You take away Derek Whitehead. Mm-hmm. Get two guys that went into the NBA. So yeah, your size and everything down low is going to look a little bit different. And this, this don't let this go. Like six foot six, Jacob Grandison, who could come off the bench and give you some good minutes defensively and also yeah. shooting corner threes. So this this team's going to operate a little bit different, but it's still going to be a really really young team, mm-hmm. really really young roster. But they have a lot of good talent coming back. Filipowski and Proctor both coming back is big for Duke and head coach John Shire. I think also one of the big additions coming back, and I say additions, but key pieces coming back is Jeremy Roach. Yeah. How do he and Proctor work together as a backcourt tandem? Do you put the ball more in Proctor's hands yes. and have Jeremy Roach work off ball? Yes. Uh, because that's not something we saw last season. I think that might work we, we out. We did towards the end of the year. But yeah, towards, towards the, end, the end of the year, that's what happened. Season and, it, and it worked very well. It really did. And I think those two working together in tandem because you have two guys that can facilitate the ball really well. And as you mentioned to me before the show, Chris, it's going to be easier for Jeremy Roach not only to, if the ball does come to him, he can work the ball either into the low post to Filipowski uh, and, uh, or maybe work off ball for his scoring opportunities as well as opposed to being just a primary facilitator. All right, let's get into this really quick before we go to break uh, yeah. when it comes down to Duke. If you go to thebrotherhood.live, uh, that website, I, I remember seeing this last year. You could go get player T-shirts, jersey T-shirts, things mm-hmm. like that. It looks sure like it's is. a way to get shirts to maybe money that players can make through mm-hmm. NIL. There's also something called the 312 Run, and that just came out today. That's a ticket where on July 29th, Duke will be in Chicago, and from 4 to 8 p.m., they're basically having a meet-and-greet with Duke basketball fans. So in that meet-and-greet, you could check out the team working out. Um, you could sit courtside and, and watch them do a little nice little run. You could also meet with the staff, meet former players, eat with the team after all that's done, and ask questions. All of that is only going to cost you $2,500 per ticket. Can we get an Amazon Prime deal? <laughs> Since if today I buy July there tomorrow, can we get a Prime deal? <laughs> Down to two grand? And, and I'm, I'm wondering if that is the Prime deal because it came out today. Is that ticket price going to go up further? Um, I, I think, one, the, the initial thought for that is I'm wondering how the players are going to, uh, like, is there any kickbacks with that? Yeah. Somehow or another uh, with NIL. If so, I'm, I'm with that. Another thing to make me think about is, the, the difference in how programs are growing now, Duke understands where they're at, mm-hmm. and they're now charging people thousands of dollars just to be a part of it. When it comes down to the K Academy, 
You get a chance to be coached by players and former players, hang out with them and become friends and all that good stuff, all for the low, low price of $10,000 a head. And then you get to this, the 312 run. So they're basically selling you fantasy camps right now. Yeah. Which is very interesting to me. So, hey, Duke, I'm interested to see how that turns out. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate. 